Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for May 22nd, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the miracles of Jesus. And actually, I'm pretty much done with the series now. I went through on, on January 2nd, we started this series, and we've been teaching all of these months on the miracles of Jesus. We've covered miracle after miracle after miracle until we covered them all. And so now what I'm going to do is this week is provide you somewhat of a recap and a conclusion to the series on the miracles. And then next week, I'll start a brand new series, and I'm excited about it. But as we seek to conclude uh, this series on the miracles, I was praying. I said, Lord, how do you want me to do this thing? Like, do you want me to just go back and provide a recap or whatever? And the first thing the Lord led me to deal with for today, for you, is to talk about the kingdom. Say the kingdom. I want you to get an understanding of God's kingdom and God's original intent and what he really wants to do on this planet. I know that a lot of people understand church, but put in the chat, church is not kingdom. Jesus didn't come just to establish a church. No, church is where you go to learn about the kingdom. Jesus came to establish a kingdom. The kingdom of God is supposed to be advancing and is going to advance through you and I. Put this in the chat. I am a conduit of kingdom advancement. Or you could say in the chat, uh, because you, when you understand that you're supposed to extend the kingdom, then you understand that you are an atmosphere setter, right? When you walk into the room, any room, you change the environment, you change the, the, the atmosphere. Why? Because the kingdom of God is in you. You are in the kingdom and the kingdom is in you. And God wants you to extend his kingdom on this planet. It's going to happen and it's going to happen through you. It's going to happen through me. It's going to happen through us. So I want you to open up your heart and get ready to receive I'm going to talk about miracles, and I'm going to talk about the kingdom. It's going to be good. All right, so before we actually get into the, the whole point of today and the kingdom, um, I want to share scripture with you that we've been meditating on all year long. It is Psalms 126 and verse 4. I want to continue to get this through your ear gate so it can get down in your heart. The Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. My prayer for you is that if there's any area of your life, put in the chat, no dry areas for me. If there's any area of your life that has gone dry, dried up, dissipated, uh, uh, you know, because of the challenges of the last few years in this season, God is going to refresh you and restore you until those dry areas will be drenched again. No dry areas for me. All right. So let's talk about it. Here we are, uh, in May, May 22nd on December 31st, I was at victory Christian ministries international in Suitland, Maryland. Uh, I was on my knees in worship, uh, getting ready for the new year. And uh, in January, I normally kind of uh, I have a like a, a system that I normally teach in January to kind of help people like frame their year kind of thing. Seek God for a vision. This is how you should lay it out. You and your family should pray over this and that. And uh, while I was on my knees on December 31st of 2022, the Lord very clearly told me, I want you to start today's word 2023 with a series on the miracles. I said, okay, got it. So when I got up, Isabella was on her knees. <laughs> and so when she got up, I said to Isabella, hey, uh, the Lord just told me what to teach on for the beginning of 2023, and I'm going to do a series on the miracles. And she was like, okay. And I was like, okay, you know, whatever. I thought that it was probably going to be maybe six weeks, maybe eight weeks. But here we are, May 22nd, 
And we're just now wrapping up this series. And so going through miracle after miracle after miracle, I was like, okay, Lord, we took our time. We went through it. We gleaned some golden nuggets. What do you want me to teach on now? And how do you want me to close this out? I pray that this series on the miracles has been a tremendous blessing to you. I know it's been a tremendous blessing to me and my family. And in many ways, this series on the miracles has served as a faith refresher. And from time to time, we all need a faith refresher. Why do I say faith refresher? Why? Because the Bible says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So as, as I've been teaching you all of the miracles and we've been going through passage after passage after passage, and we saw Jesus manifest God's power on this planet over and over and over again, I pray that your faith was built up, right? Because when you see the miracles and you meditate and meditate on the miracles and the manifestation of God's power over and over and over again, the more you meditate on that, then whatever circumstances or situations that you may be facing in your daily life, like at work or in your business or with your marriage or with your children or your finances or the doctor or the lawyer or whatever, then those things, although this world might think that they're big things, those things, they seem minuscule in comparison to the power and the glory of God because you've been meditating on the miracles, right? So I pray that your faith has been built up in this series. Matter of fact, as I'm going, I see that people are sharing some testimonies of how this series has been a blessing to them. And you could do that. You could put that in the chat. I'll go back and I'll read those things later. So as I finished all the miracles, what I want to do now is kind of like put a bow on it. And I was like, okay, Lord, how do I put a bow on it? Well, the first thing he wanted me to do was to teach you after five and a half months teaching on the miracles is to teach you about the kingdom of God. Say the kingdom. All right. So I'm going to tie the kingdom of God to the miracles of Jesus this morning. Let me do that. Let me, let me attempt to do that in a way that God has graced me to do it. So while Jesus was on this planet, I don't know if you know this or realize this, but he only preached one message. While Jesus was on this planet, he started a ministry and he waited 30 years for a three and a half year ministry. And when he started his ministry, he only preached one message. He went around saying the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of God is at hand and the kingdom is now. Put this in the chat. The kingdom is now. I think that some people don't realize that the kingdom is now. For them, they think that the kingdom is something that will manifest someday because they read the end of the book. And if you read the end of the book, the Bible says, yeah, there'll be a new heaven, a new earth a new Jerusalem, all of that. Yeah, but they think that's the kingdom. No, the kingdom is now. The kingdom of, of God is at hand. It's like now. And so Jesus went around preaching the kingdom of God is at hand. And not only that, when he sent people out, he told them what to say. And he told them to preach the kingdom of God is at hand. I think that many believers that listen to me primarily from the Western hemisphere, um, many Westerners, I think, are unfamiliar with the concept of a kingdom because you were not raised in a kingdom. My wife, um, when she was very young, uh, she was raised, you know, at the time, uh, Dominica was colonized, uh, was a colony of Great Britain. And so at that time, you know, the, the queen's money was on the, I mean, face was on the money and they had to somewhat like almost pledge allegiance to the queen, right? Because that was, it's a kingdom. I think a lot of us don't understand kingdom concepts because we grew up under a system of presidents and prime ministers. But when you when you are part of a kingdom, it's different. The Bible likens God to a kingdom, not a president or a prime minister. The Bible likens God to a kingdom, and the the Bible likens God's sphere of influence. Uh, no, uh, the Bible likens God to a king and his sphere of influence to a kingdom. Right. So when the Lord sent Adam to this planet. He sent Adam to this planet to be his representative on this planet, to this world. And the father actually sent Adam to this planet to extend heaven to the earth. 
So Adam was supposed to be an extension of heaven on this planet. And Adam was supposed to rule down here the way that God was ruling up there. So Adam was supposed to be like a little K king down here because God is the big K king up there. Adam was supposed to be a little L Lord down here. Lord means ruler or owner as God is the big L Lord up here. So that's why God is the king of kings and Lord of lords, because we're supposed to rule and dominate this planet the way that God rules and dominates everything, right? So I think it's very, once again, it's difficult for a lot of us Westerners to understand this concept of a king or a monarchy. So when you have a king that's over a kingdom, so a lot of times what, what a king would do is let's say that they have a son and they want to make their son a king. Well, their son can only become a king one of two ways. Either A, they die, right? And God can't die, so he couldn't use that option. Or B, they could take their son and make them the king of a colony. And that way, they're still the king of the kingdom, but their son is the king of that colony. And so what happens is that God sent us, Adam, to this world to colonize this planet and to be an extension of heaven in this world. I'm going to take my time with this. So once again, a king is not a president. A king is not a prime minister. A president and a prime minister has checks and balances. A king has no checks and balances. A king is a supreme and sovereign ruler. A king is an owner and a lord. A king makes decisions and their decisions cannot be revised or supervised or checked or reevaluated by anyone. There's no supervision or revision over the decisions of a king. A king is a king and that's it. Their power is ultimate and their authority is supreme. So when God sent Adam to this planet, for lack of a better term, he was supposed to colonize it like a king would, a foreign territory. So the earth was supposed to be a colony of heaven. And when you understand that concept, you would have a better understanding of Jesus's ministry. Jesus, we just spent five and a half months studying the miracles of Jesus. And what was Jesus doing with every miracle? I'm going to explain it to you. He was extending heaven to the earth. Part of my job, your job, put it in the chat. I'm supposed to extend heaven to the earth. The miracle working power of Jesus Christ was a manifestation on, of heaven on earth in every occasion. And Jesus was very clear about the fact that he was not here to, to operate as a human, like just as a mere man focused on the things down here. Jesus, no, no, no. I'm from up there. I'm actually from heaven and heaven is my home and I'm here to manifest heaven on the earth. Let me give you some scriptures to justify that or to reinforce that. John 5 and 19, Jesus said, I assure, I assure you that the son can do nothing without the father. He says, down here, I'm the son. He's the father. I do nothing. I can do nothing without the father. I only say those things I hear my father say. I only do those things I see my father do. John 5 and 30. I can do nothing alone. He said, no, 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 no. I'm not down here to do what I want. I can do nothing alone. I judge and I make judgments and my judgments are always right because I'm not the one making the judgments. The reason why my decisions are perfect is because my decisions are actually coming from him that knows everything. And so watch this, my decisions are coming from heaven. So my decisions are always right because I'm not the one making the judgments. All right, John 6 and 38. I came down from heaven to do what God wants, not what I want. He says, I'm on this planet, but I'm only here getting my orders from headquarters. John 8 and 23, Jesus said to them, you people, are from down here. I am from up there. I'm from above. 
You belong to this world. I do not belong to this world. In John chapter 17, when he prayed, he said, Father, even as I'm in this world, but not of this world, my prayer is that my, my children, the disciples that you gave me, that they would understand that they are in this world, but they are not of this world. So Jesus made it clear that he was not from here. And, and, and guess what? We're the same way. Put in the chat, I'm not from here. Put in the chat, heaven is my home. Now I'm going somewhere with this. I'm taking my time. Jesus was not on this planet to do whatever he wanted. Jesus was on this planet to get his orders from headquarters on a daily basis. And so what was what were the miracles then? Miracle after miracle after miracle was actually a manifestation of heaven on the earth. Jesus was saying, I am on this planet not to do what I want. I'm on this planet to fulfill the desires of the king. And guess what? You and I were the same way. God sent us to this planet you and I, for such a time as this, he sent us to this planet at just the right time. And when he did, we're not supposed to be down here doing what we want. We're supposed to fulfill the desires of the king. Let me give you a, an, an analogy or illustration that maybe you can understand. So the best way I think for, for Westerners to kind of get this concept is to use the term of, let's say, the analogy of an ambassador. So let's say, for example, um, I took you. I was going to pick a name from the chat, but I'll, I'll just go with you in general, all of us. Look at me for a minute. Let's say that we assigned you as the ambassador of the United States to Nicaragua, right? That's it. Like next week, next Monday, you start and you will be the ambassador of the United States to Nicaragua. So we're going to send you to Nicaragua. That's going to be your post, but you're not from there. You're just assigned there, right? And so when you get there, you're going to be the representative of the United States in Nicaragua. Well, one of the things that you're supposed to do is represent the United States in that environment, right? So you're living in that environment, but you're not from that environment. You're not supposed to let that environment get in you. You're supposed to show that environment what the United States is like. And then while you're operating in that environment as a United States ambassador in a foreign country, your resources come from the homeland. So your food is provided from the United States and your food is USDA approved. So we got to make sure your food is good, right? Because your food is coming from here, but you're living over there, right? Your protection is provided from here, but you're living over there. Your housing is provided. We're paying for it from here, but you're living over there. The message that you're supposed to carry when you're going into a meeting, we're not going to just let you go say whatever you say. No, 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 no. The secretary of state, they will tell you what to say. Where does the secretary of state get orders from? from the president. So we're going to tell you what to say. So the message that you're supposed to carry is already provided. So we're providing the message. We're providing uh, uh, the content. We're providing the protection. We're providing the resources. We're providing everything. Why? Because you're not there on your own terms. You're there to represent us. So in other words, you're getting your orders from headquarters. As an ambassador, you, you're getting everything from your homeland. And so if you can understand that, let me take it a little bit further. As an ambassador, you're just there in Nicaragua to provide influence or representation of the United States there. But as a kingdom, we're not just here to provide influence. A king with a kingdom is not looking to just influence other countries. No, no, no. A king with a kingdom is looking to colonize. A king with a kingdom is looking to overtake. A king with a kingdom is, is looking to advance. The Bible says that the kingdom of God suffered violence, but the violent take it by force. The kingdom is always advancing. We're supposed to watch this. God will raise you up. Look at me. I feel the Holy Ghost now. God will raise you up, 
right? And he will send you into an environment. He will send you into education. He'll send you into the military. He'll send you into local government, state government, federal government. He will send you into media. He will send you into whatever. He will send you into these places to affect with effects and influence the people of this world and then the whole system of this world. He will first get you in there to start affecting the people within your sphere of influence, and then he will elevate you and give you more influence so you can impact the whole system. He, he wants you to, why? Because the kingdom of God is always advancing. So the father sent us to this planet to be an ambassador or his representative of heaven on the earth. So in one sense, we're supposed to be like little K kings for the big K king, which is God, but we're also supposed to be colonizers. We're supposed to re represent like an ambassador like an ambassador would just represent, but we're also supposed to extend and take territory and take possession. Why? Like an occupying force, which is what a kingdom would do. Now you, you're like, okay, well, Rick, hold on. You, you, this is a lot like Rick. This is a lot. You're giving me a lot to think about this morning, but what does this have to do with the miracles? Let me slow down for a minute and let me explain. It actually has a lot to do with the miracles. The reason why Jesus was causing the blind to see, the lame to walk, the dumb to speak, the dead to rise, why? Manifestation after manifestation after manifestation was a manifestation of heaven on earth. Why? Because in heaven, which is our homeland, there's no sickness, no disease, no lack, no depression, no mental health challenges, no suicide, no death, none of these things. So watch this. There are no blind people in heaven. There are no crippled people in heaven. There are no deaf people in heaven. There are no dead people in heaven. Ooh! So the miracles were a manifestation of heaven on the earth. Jesus was walking around showing people what heaven was like. Jesus was going around showing people. Listen, in heaven, that's the land of no crying, no fear, no tears, no sickness, no death, no disease. And you and I, we're from there and we're supposed to show people what it's like to be there. And so why, why is this important for you today? Because I believe a lot of Christians don't understand this. A lot of Christians just think, oh, well, you know, I'm just supposed to be down here. I'm supposed to suffer down here. A, a lot of Christians live with, with um, a doctrine of escapism. Uh, the, the doctrine of escapism is I'm just going to suffer down here. And one day, one glad morning, when this world is over, I'll fly away and I can escape the pain of this world and I can get to heaven. No, well, I don't know what Bible you're reading. Jesus was saying the kingdom of God is now. The kingdom of God is at hand. He was saying, no, the kingdom of God is now. The manifestation is now. While it is true that one day I will experience heaven in heaven, but now I can experience days of heaven on the earth. So what does this mean for you today? I already gave you a lot. And so by the time I got to this point, I can't give you a whole lot more. What I'm going to give you is just some quick nuggets. I'm going to give you 10 quick statements and then we'll close out for today and we'll see how God wants to deal with this tomorrow. But you, you see what I'm saying now? The manifestation of the miracles was the manifestation of heaven on the earth. Let me give you 10 quick statements and then I'll let you go. Number one, heaven, our true home, is a realm that is free of sickness, disease, lack, mental health challenges, and every form of pain and suffering. None of that is in heaven. Number two, while Jesus came to pay the penalty for what Adam did, that's true, he also came to manifest the reality of heaven, bringing healing and wholeness and provision on the earth, which was actually Adam's assignment, and Adam failed. Number three, just as Jesus extended heaven's blessings on this planet, you and I were called to be just like him. Put in the chat. As Jesus is, so am I in this world. We're supposed to be human conduits of God's love and his power, and we're supposed to bring transformation, divine transformation to every aspect of life. Number four, Jesus taught us to pray 
for things to be, watch this, on earth, how? As it is in heaven. What, what did he say you pray? God, Lord, your kingdom has come. Now it's time for your will to be done. Where? On earth. How? As it is in heaven. So if you all snap, the reason why I can pray against sickness now here, because I don't see no sickness up there. The reason why I can pray against lack down here, there's no lack up there. So now whatever I see in heaven is what I pray on the earth. Jesus was like, oh, you, you can't see? In heaven, there's no blind people. Let me grab some stuff. Bam! Now you can see. Oh, you can't hear? In heaven, there's no deaf people. Lord, as it is in heaven, so let it be. Bam! Now you can hear. What was he doing? He was like, I'm bringing heaven to the earth. We're supposed to bring heaven to the earth. Listen, that's what Jesus died for us to live with, to, to, with that mentality, right? So Jesus taught for us to pray like that. Number five, lack and poverty have no place in God's economy because in heaven, I don't know if you've ever read the Bible, what it says about heaven. In heaven, the streets are literally paved with gold. Like, like, like gold is pavement in heaven, right? So God owns everything. God owns everything everywhere. So, so in heaven, God's own every, God owns everything in heaven, but God owns everything down here too. So when you realize that God is your King and you give everything, Everything belongs to you, Lord. It's not like I'm just going to give God the 10% and I own the 90%. No, God owns 100%. He just told me to give him this and I give him, I'll sow whatever he tells me to sow. And then I'll do with the rest, whatever he wants me to do. And when I live that way, I, there can't be no lack because God owns everything and he's my king. Number six, there are no mental health challenges in heaven. So through the power of the Holy Spirit, you can overcome mental health challenges down here in the earth. You can have peace and love, and clarity of thought and understanding. You can have a sound mind. Why? Because there's none of that in heaven. So that's what you can have down here in the earth. Number seven, Jesus's ministry was a demonstration of the kingdom of God. Not just a future hope, but a present reality. Put this in the chat. Say, it is my present reality. It's not just some future hope. It's not just some someday, one glad morning. No, 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 no. It's not payday someday. No, it's a present reality. Number eight, when you understand that you are a citizen of the kingdom of God, you also understand that, that you are a carrier of heaven's atmosphere. Watch this. Today, Monique, uh, Monique uh, uh, Pharrell that's watching, uh, uh, me and her husband are going to be together later on today at a golf tournament. Well, guess what happens? We get to go to that golf tournament, and because we're there, we're bringing heaven to the golf tournament. And so we're going to establish an atmosphere of heaven at the golf tournament. Why? Because we're there. You got you to like, you, you are taking heaven's atmosphere everywhere where you, you go. So you can actually walk into room. This is why people come to me. Rick, can I talk to you for a minute? They come to me crying and they leave happy. Why? Because heaven is in me and I get to release joy and peace and health and power and anointing and wisdom. Why? Because it's not from me. It's from heaven that's in me. I'm from up there and I'm releasing it down here. Say amen to that. Number nine, we got to be intentional about dismantling anything that is keeping heaven from being manifested in your life. Your mentality should be on earth as it is in heaven. Whatever I see in heaven, that's what I want to experience in the earth. And number 10, last point for today, by walking in the authority of the power that is given to you in the name of Jesus, you can extend heaven to this planet. That God's desire is for you to experience, experience days of heaven on the earth, but not just for you. Watch this. God wants you to bring that type of transformation to people, to communities, and to nations. God wants to impact the world through you. You start with people, then you go to organizations and communities, 
and then nations. That type of influence is what's supposed to happen. Stop just thinking church. Church people just think, oh, well, what, what my focus is on being on the choir. My focus is on the praise team. My focus is on uh, teaching the children. My focus is on working in the parking lot. Okay, church is where we go to learn about the kingdom. Listen, you come to worship, you leave to serve. When you leave the church, now you're supposed to go out there and influence. So don't just think Sunday morning, Wednesday night. No, no, that's way too small for God. God wants you to go into this world and impact this world for him. We're supposed to affect with effects and influence the people of this world and the systems of this world. That's what the miracles were, were about. All right, let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Man, whew, that was a lot. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I thank you, Father, for teaching me about your desires through the life of Jesus. In Jesus, I see a picture of how I'm supposed to live. In Jesus, I realize that heaven is my home. <laughs> and I am on this planet, not just waiting to go to heaven someday, but focused on bringing heaven to the earth every day. Your kingdom has come. Your will shall be done on earth as it is in heaven through me. So I enter this week ready to experience days of heaven on the earth. And I boldly declare that greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting my notes, the notes for today, you should have got those notes. Go to todaysword.org. You get them for free. Click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I love you. God loves you more. Put Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you, and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Go out there and experience heaven on earth today. That's what you're supposed to experience. God's will, his kingdom has come. His will shall be done. Where? On earth. How? As it is in heaven. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning. I love you. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.